Wait, that's so funny. Both of our managers are in Asia. Yeah. I told them to get psyched because they have d- uh, bidets everywhere. Oh, in, yeah. In Japan, apparently. Like, do everywhere like a has bidet? a bidet. I love a bidet. You love a bidet. I love a clean butthole. Do you have a bidet? I want to get the attachment. The tushy? But I feel like that's a little, like, pretentious, honestly. To live in my 400 square foot apartment, but like. But that's the whole premise of the thing. Also I think, have is a bidet. That, you know, that'd be a great sponsor for us. Well, that'd be a good sponsor for us. So let's be, yeah, let's that be would be perfect. My friends, my friends have a tushy in both of their bathrooms, and it's it's nice. Oh, tushy is the thing. You know, I've I've heard that um, Stavros just did an ad for tushy on his podcast. Yeah, people love to. Welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. And a podcast for people that like a clean little butthole. <laughs> um, yeah, my friends have t- um, a tushy, and it's like they love it. That's like a toilet extension, right? I think it just, you like attach it to the back, but then it goes under the toilet seat. So it's like inside the, it's like a bidet. It's in the toilet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to try it. Just, it feels like it's almost like, I feel like I haven't earned a bidet yet. Like if I'm going to get a bidet, I want to go all out with a bidet and have like a nice apartment to match it. And instead I live in like a rat hole, but it's going to have, I'm going to have a clean butt. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know, but you just don't have like a, well, one, like, let's be clear. Your... (laughs) Your idea, like you have a very nice apartment. For considering my situation and the price I pay, it's it could be a lot worse. It's not a bad apartment. Just like for what people your age usually live in in New York City, like you have a very you have like a big one bedroom that has. I wouldn't exposed call it brick. big, and it's a one it's a one bedroom that is technically a studio, but has a it's flex a studio alcove. It's a studio alcove. Yeah, with exposed brick that yeah. is in a fairly clean building. I got very lucky with the apartment. Yeah. I'm just trying to. This is gonna play into other stuff, but like. Everybody seems to think that I live in like Tribeca because of the exposed brick and that I have like because I have my own bedroom. It's oh, like, no, no, no. No, I can touch my stove with my foot while I take a shit. Like I live no, in a very st- small apartment. Sure. No. Yes. But OK. The the misconception is that I, I live in like a nice one bedroom and it's like no, it, no, no. it is it's in fact a shoebox one bedroom. But as far as one bedroom apartments go in lower Manhattan for a person in their 20s. I got very lucky. Yeah. The fact that you can like close a door between your bedroom and and that your bedroom isn't, there's a desk in your bedroom. Yeah. When I first moved here, I lived in like a hotel room, essentially. Like it was, you never saw my first apartment here. The first seven months that I lived here, I lived in a room that was probably the size of like this couch plus this table. Like it was my, I had a twin bed. I had a little like microwave with like burners. And then I had... The bathroom was the only door. Like it was yeah, just a room. Intense. It was intense. Yeah, my first bedroom was a three. My first apartment was a three bedroom with my two best friends I moved here with, and it was so small. Yeah. So all of our bedrooms were like, all of our bedrooms were like you couldn't fully open the closet because it would hit the bed. Like yeah. tiny, 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 tiny. And then the kitchen was like literally just like a counter between. And then like the living room was like a couch, a corner table, and a television. It was so small. But uh, I hate roommates so much that I would rather live in an even smaller place with just myself. You and I are different in that way. I really love having my roommates. A lot of people, they shave off money by getting the roommates, which is totally acceptable, but they end up like that or like in some little flex wall place in Midtown or something. Yeah, unless you're a rich kid, your first apartment's going to suck in some way. It's going to suck. In one way or another. But you can either decide to have it suck with other people and be like slightly less sucky or pay an extra $400 and have it still suck, but by yourself. Is it really? I don't think the difference is four hundred dollars anymore. For between, me, if for the apartments I was looking at, it was like. I think it's, but that was in, but that was in twenty nineteen, right? When you first moved here. When I first moved here, it was twenty twenty one. Oh, I think it's still gotten worse. Yeah, it's getting Post-COVID, a lot worse. It's getting crazy. It's unlivable. Now. We can't live here. I know. I'm torturing myself, and I need to leave. <laughs> 
Um, I'm wearing the same makeup that I was wearing yesterday when we recorded and the same underwear. Okay. I haven't showered or washed my face. <laughs> Did you not stay at your place? No. Yeah, that's how it'll go. These are, these are the boys' clothes. Yeah, that's the early relationship life is like not having. Yeah. I'm wearing a muscle tee. It looks great. Thanks, is I that like Quicksilver? It. Is that the brand? Is that? Oh, no, it's Nike. I have no idea. Sorry, you're reminding me. Are. That's very, that graphic tee is very like my hometown, early 2000s, like energy. Yeah, I like um, it. Um, wait, speaking of, okay, speaking of shirts, I'm wearing this shirt from this event I went to, this Bonnie's Prime Rib Night. This was the most opulent thing I have experienced in New York City. Really? Yeah. So do you know about Bonnie's? No. It's like a restaurant. It's like a, I think it's Cantonese inspired food. Okay. It's like, it's a Chinese restaurant in Williamsburg. Okay. They have like, it's really fun food. It's like, they have like their version of like a McRib and it's like a giant McRib. Oh, I love that. And like, um, it's like, it's very, very, very good. I've gone twice before. It's like really good. They did this like event that was like invite only with Westholm, which is like a, an Australian like beef producer. This sounds like an ad. It's not. I also like was a plus one to this event. Yeah. Um, And so it was like this, like it was, they called it like prime rib night and it was like, everything was Wagyu beef. And it was like we sat down and they there was a menu and I was like, what should we order? And then we realized it's like, oh, it's not ordering. This entire menu is being served to you. And like they brought everything to the table. There was so much food. It was me and my roommate, Andrew. The food was I ate the, the best onion rings of my life. I can't stop thinking about onion these onion rings. rings. So the, really? fact, the, part that the thing that kind of sucks about this dinner is none of this food is on the normal menu. Right. So you can't ever have it again. To make onion rings opulent that is was very the, And special. here's the thing. Everyone was saying that. Like we were talking, like the people, we were talking to the tables next to us and everyone was like, people, some people were like, I don't even like onion rings and these are the best things I've ever eaten. Like these onion rings, I can't explain them to you, were so good. Had this gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous meal. Then I was like, and then turned out everything was covered like we didn't have to pay for it. I was like what yeah and then they were like and on your way out there's a treat in the backyard like please exit through the backyard we go in the backyard there's a giant ice sculpture that they're pouring lychee martinis through so then Whoa. you get a martini through a le you get like a lychee martini poured through an ice luge and then they gave you a cooler at the end that was like branded like this shirt is with they give you a bag with this shirt in it that said whatever and oh it has so it has it says Bonnie's Prime Rib Night. And then the whole menu from the night is on the arm, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny. And then they gave you this cooler and they were like, there's a steak in the cooler. And there was like a vacuum sealed giant Wagyu steak in the in the cooler. This place is insane. It was ridiculous. I was like, this is the craziest night of my life. I you may, I was about to come in here and talk about my opulent night, but you blew me out of the water. No, so I feel a lot better. No, I, I went to a Hanukkah party. And there was an ice sculpture menorah. And I was like, we're never beating the rich jewel allegations. Like, it's just, <laughs> we're going to be known as this forever. I, it was beautiful. The It was like, the person who threw it is a chef. And they really wanted to just make a beautiful, nice night for Jewish friends. But it was like, unlike anything I'd ever experienced in my life. There were three or four different flavors of latkes. I had like giant hunks of brisket. And it, it, there was a tahini cocktail. Like, this is a whole... Production. Can, I, can I say like, I really I hate I actively try not to be picky I don't like when I dislike a food and I try to like actively put in effort to like something yeah I really struggle with tahini that's okay it's like what I'll it, accept it's you it's so overpowering to me it's rich yeah like what's that Jewish restaurant there's a Jewish restaurant in Williamsburg that's famous for the tahini cold brew shake do you know about this is it a uh, laser wolf? No, it's like a, it's like a, it's more of like a counter than a, oh. than like a sit down restaurant. I don't know. Um, I've been there and like this, 
people go ape shit for this tahini cold brew shake. And I had one sip and I was like, I need to sit down. Yeah. Like, it just hits me so hard. It's I like, like hummus. Yeah. But it's not my favorite thing. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a lot of cream, lots of creamy. It's, yeah. um, but it was good. I love a creamy cocktail. And so that, that was my night. So we, we lived lives of opulence. Baby. We lived some lives of opulence. I was also at a very nice, very, very nice latka caviar party. It was like latkes, caviar, and champagne. And about 45 minutes into it, I came down with the worst food poisoning. Not from, like, I want to be clear, not from the lock. Like, it would have been too fast. It was from something I ate the day before. It mm -hmm. must have been. I came down with the most horrific food poisoning I have had in recent memory. And was, really? I was fully sick for four days. Yesterday was the first day I felt okay. Who made these latkes? Uh, my friend Greg. They're not that hard to fuck up. No, no, they're not from the latkes. Oh. Is what I'm saying. Like, I was at the latka party, but it was something I must have eaten the day before. What is a latka party? Like it was a Hanukkah party where he had made latkes <laughs> oh. and there was like latkes and caviar and like. Right. Okay. And like cream cheese or not sure. cream cheese. Sour so cream. a Hanukkah party. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I guess I called it a because we the Hanukkah part had not happened before I came down with food poisoning. I had to leave. Yeah. Um, Which was really bad. Did you do the prayers and stuff? I think they were I like the th you need to understand. I they put out the latkes. I was so excited. We started to eat them. I then was like, something's wrong. Oh, that's. And then I was like in the bathroom for most of the party for like an hour. And then I like went up and, and I was like trying to hide it because it was yeah. like, I didn't want to like, it was embarrassing. It's like yeah. body stuff like that is embarrassing. Sure. And then I like went up and I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, this has been so nice, but I have to leave right now. Oh, and then, the worst. and so I don't really know what else was done. But by the time I got home, it was like, it was really bad. Yeah. There, being in a, that sucks is having to hide, uh, stomach problems in a in a somebody else's apartment but being in any sort of fancy apartment for me like just peeing in general I'm like embarrassed to pee I feel like there's cameras oh, in there sure. or something like I feel like it's embarrassing to actually use the restroom I was in one of these restrooms last night that had like stone in the <sighs> see I kind of just find that I'll go to the if I find a uh, if I find a social situation overwhelming, the bathroom is my sanctuary. I know, but then I feel like I'm Fun doing something about, wrong by squatting over this toilet. This is kind of funny. One time my dad, <laughs> this is maybe a little fucked up. But what? Um, like, I, I, you know, I'm the oldest of five. There's always, my family's like complicated. There's like steps, there's like step, whatever, half, yeah. burada. And like uh, my siblings are a lot younger than me. And I oftentimes would find going out to restaurants very overwhelming. Okay. Because there were small children. Right. There were a lot of dynamics. It was oftentimes a very stressful thing. Yeah. So I would take breaks by going to the bathroom. Like it was very normal for me during a dinner to go to the bathroom upwards of five, six times. Right. To probably you almost never pee. Sometimes wash my hands. Sometimes splash cold water on my face. Sometimes just literally stand there. And like, it was just a, a thing I did. Right. And I also, it was not a thing I was conscious of because I would just do it when I absolutely had to. I was like, I have to get up from the table and go take a break. Right. <laughs> and I didn't really think much of it. And I also like very naively thought like it was conspicuous. Like I did not think people knew about this. And then one day my dad followed me into the bathroom and fully accused me of being bulimic. <laughs> Whoa. And I was like, he was like, you go to the bathroom so much like after you eat. And I was like, oh my God, no. I just find you all very stressful. Right. Like, you're just annoying. Yeah, yeah. I'm not throwing I'm, up. I'm just taking a breather. Yeah, I'm just, you know, you're just um, annoying. But, I had that same problem with my fourth grade teacher, Miss Lopez. I didn't realize I was going to the bathroom a lot, but I just like to take walks. Like, I just wanted to break yo, from class. I think it, have we already talked about this? How I think it's so fucking corny that teachers say no to letting you go to the bathroom. It's so stupid. But she, I remember, she would let me go every time. But then one day she pulled me aside and she was like, I think I'm going to have to call your mom. Are you having lady? Are you hitting that? 
that time? Are you having lady problems? I'm uh, in fourth grade. I'm like, what are you talking about, lady? Girls get their periods early now, which is crazy. It's crazy. But I was like, no, I don't know what you're referring to. I just am so bored. Like, I want to go take a walk. Yeah. What do you mean? I want to go peek in the classroom of my crush. I know. If I was a kid now and my teacher told me if I had to go to the bathroom and my teacher said no, I would look them dead in the eyes and piss in the chair and be like, deal with it. <laughs> did you ever pee your chair? No. I did once. I never. Wait. No, I never. I'll never peed. forget I, it. That's so tough. Sorry. I, I never. I'm just like having a flashback to it. My my version of that, that was like one of my most embarrassing moments when I was young was my mom, because before my parents split up, my mom was a stay at home mom. Mm. So she would come in a lot on the days where like they were, they, the teacher needed help from parents, like doing like a holiday party or something. Yeah. And so for Valentine's day in the first grade, my mom came in to like help facilitate everything. And you know how like it was the, you know how like you would do the thing where you would get pass like, around the Valentine's and everyone gets a Valentine's yes, every kid. So there's like hundreds of Valentine's. Yes. Um, and someone had made these like giant, um, cupcakes with pink frosting on them. Okay. And I must have been like overwhelmed trying to organize my Valentine's on my desk. And so I put the cupcake on my chair and then I sat in it no. and had no idea. And Do was no, no, I don't, I don't know. But then like, <laughs> I remember getting up to walk across the room to like, I don't know, I don't know, give someone a Valentine or something. I mean, this is first grade. I'm like, yeah six years old, five, like I'm really young. And I remember everyone started to like yell and squeal. And I was like, what's happening? So and I didn't even mortifying. realize it was about me. And then all of a sudden my mom is behind me in front of everyone wiping frosting off my ass, like scraping, like getting a wet paper towel and like wetting my ass, like in front of everyone. And I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like, oh, you just had to stand there. So Yeah, just had to stand there. That's so tough. I'm yeah. sorry. I actually had a lot of instances of things getting on my ass when I was a kid because I also one time sat in chewing gum on the dugout in T-ball and got stuck to the, <laughs> the bench. Like my pants got stuck. And then, the, no, the craziest thing is that you were playing T-ball and you were in a dugout. Like the little bench. I guess I'm, you, yeah. I'm just picturing you playing baseball. If I showed you the picture, my T-ball baseball card, if I could find that and show it to you, your head would explode. I would love to see that. I'll find it. It's so. Do you know how cute of a baby I was? Have we, Have you seen? I can a, imagine. Look how cute you are now. I'm gonna. You're gonna lose your mind when I find this baby picture. I can't wait to see. I um. I have a lot of. Well, I loved Valentine's Day in elementary school and and the holiday parties because everybody would bring stuff and you felt like it was special. Well, I was also just like, you don't have to do school that day. Right, but like, you. I had. I think that part of the reason I dedicated the rest of my life to begging for attention online was because I never <laughs> had anyone bring cupcakes for my birthday to class. Right. All of my birthdays were <laughs> sitting at home. Like I would have died to have my mom like come in and make it an occasion for 15 minutes. We all sit and eat my cupcakes. Do you want to hear my favorite like <laughs> like school trauma birthday yeah. thing ever? My friend Zach, who's one of my best friends from college. We were roommates in college. We were roommates for two years here in New York. <laughs> His birthday, he was really upset in the fourth grade because his birthday fell on a Saturday that year. And he was like, sometimes when it's on the weekend, they fuck it up and they forget to announce your birthday and they don't do the thing. Right. If they're good, they remember to do it on the Friday or the Monday, but sometimes right. they fuck it up. And so they didn't say it on Friday. And he was like, fuck, like he's <laughs> fuck. he was like, fuck, I'm fucked. They're not going to do it. So his whole the whole weekend, he was nervous about whether or not they were going to do it on Monday, like announce his birthday and do the get the attention. And then on Monday, they don't do it. And he's like, fuck me. Like, he's devastated. <laughs> and then Tuesday, they're all sitting. <laughs> they're all sitting in class. And he's like, they're all sitting like, okay, everyone, we're going to go to the auditorium. And he's like, well, thank fucking God. They finally remembered it was my fucking birthday. And they they all go to the... <laughs> 
They all go to the auditorium and he's like, my birthday, my birthday. And then they're like, two planes have hit the Twin Towers. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, okay. I can't believe they told fourth graders that. Yeah, I was surprised because they didn't tell us in school. I hear shit about that, like how people found out. Before high school, like, what are they going to say to you? I know. Hi, everybody. You're in fourth grade. Please stop finger painting real quick. Okay, so we're going to we're going to move away from 9-11 so I can show you a photo of me as a baby. Are Mm -hmm. you ready? That's cute, Jake. (laughs) I mean, I kind of went crazy with that. That's really cute. (laughs) Wow. That almost makes me want to have one. I know. I'm like cabbage patch doll level in that. Beautiful. Yeah, you are a cabbage patch. Very yeah. chub. Should yeah, we take a su- call? super cherubic. Yeah, let's do a call. Wait, who sings that? Guess. Wait, I don't know. Take a bite of my heart tonight. Whoa, I want some more. Isn't it called like. Whoa, who sings that? Is it Bridget Medler? No, it's a guy. It's a band. Oh. I don't really know who that is. What? Oh, what are you waiting for, lyrics? What? Oh. Hi, guys. Um. So I called about my boyfriend of two and a half years, where the sex is just kind of giving me the ick or I don't know if it's the sex or because it used to be good but now it's just like eh, what the heck am I doing but I also think it's because I know like the red is flag the flag is red I know and it's just like this is my first boyfriend I'm very I'm young and I don't know. It's just like, and I just know, like, I need to break up with him. But, like, how do you do that? And, like, I just know he's going to accuse me of cheating. He's going to probably get angry. And it's just going to be like a shit show whenever I go to approach that. And it's just like, do I just take it? Do I let him accuse me of cheating? I mean, I guess I should just let him believe whatever he wants to. And just like, I don't know, there's just a lot. And it's just like, do I just tell him like, oh, I just don't want to be together anymore because I just want to be free because I'm young and need to experience life as a young adult who's single. I I just don't know what to do. And I'm just stressing because it's unfair to be with him knowing all this. And it's just, I, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I'm in such a sticky situation because obviously I'll miss him and things. And I'm just, I just don't know. But anyways, Talia, this is my favorite podcast. And Jake, I will leave a Apple review to make you happy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment and thank you for the action item um, completion for Jake. Yes, thank you so much. Um, you need to start demanding the reviews. I can't believe that's associated with me. I know, I will demand them today. 
I um, you're breaking up with him because you have the ick, but not because he's the type of guy who would like freak out on you and get really angry and accuse you of cheating. This if guy sucks. We don't care what to happens him. to him. No, this guy is a loser. Garbage. Throw him out. No, you're going to say, hi, I want to break up. Thank you so much for the wonderful memories. It's nothing about you. I'm just ready to be single. Yeah. And if he gets angry, you say, well, this is why we're breaking up. Bye. I have multiple things to say. Yeah. Are you one? I think across the board, I can't think of a situation where this is not true. A hard, clean break is always the best. Yeah. I think it always is the best. I feel like I've learned that in my life now. A hard, clean break. Hi, I've decided I want to break up. I'm really sorry. I know this hurts. It's but we are breaking up. That is yeah. the decision I have made. I think that's I think that is the healthiest, kindest thing you can do for a person is a hard, clean break. I really believe that. Two, this guy sucks. Like, it, I don't care what happens to him. Like, if this, like, this thing that happens where girls are afraid to break up with a guy because they're afraid he will accuse them of cheating is so bizarre to me. Like, I think it comes from a fear of the guy not being able to accept that you simply just don't like them anymore and they have to blame it on something else, which just indicates that you're with a guy with a very weak That's what I'm saying. But it's like, and you insecure. shouldn't care because like he's going to go for your character, but also you're not going to be dating him anymore. Right. So it doesn't matter. Like, Well, it's, I would say that in every situation, that's something to consider, but also she's not wrong for being concerned about how he's going to portray her because- a, I, to other look, guys I'm not, and to her friends. To other guys. Yeah, like, no, I, I get that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put these ideas in your head. They don't seem like they're there. But like guys, you never really fucking know. Okay. I see a news story of a girl getting hurt by a guy she broke up with every fucking day because yeah, he's sensitive no, totally. and he fucking hits her. Like, no, I totally get why you might be scared to about the way that he's perceiving you. But at the end of the day, if you're really first of all, if you're really afraid he's gonna get angry. Something about this just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I just really don't 100%. like it. I think you should like have a friend outside. Just, just have a friend. Have a getaway say, car. I was going to say do it in a public place. Yeah, do it. Oh, do it in a public place is a great idea. Um, but I just, I really do think that like you, you shouldn't be concerned with what he's going to say. But maybe if you're really nervous about, it just seems like there's so, there's such fear about how he's going to view her, and to me that suggests there's a fear about how he's going to talk about her. You know what uh -huh. I mean? So I think do it in a public place or do it with a getaway car outside just so that you can like leave. Like you don't want him to like keep you there and yell at you forever. And also you want to go and make sure that your friends know like anyone who he could tell that is worth anything to you. I know it's sort of you that should get ahead of it and be like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, break up with him today. And it's sort of I kind of what came to mind for me was like, you know, when people like it's kind of dark, but when people are like, I'm not suicidal. So if I kill myself, it's that someone else yeah. killed me. You know, like when people like post that online, yes. it's like the, sort of that, like, I'm not cheating on him. I'm going to break up with him. So if he says that it's because I just broke up with him. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, and only tell that to people that you care about and that are trustworthy that you want to stay friends with. But like, if you're really that nervous about him fucking up your reputation, defaming you, defaming yeah, you yeah, yeah. just go to the people that you care about the day of, don't give them a chance to go tell him first. And you say, just you know, kind of, as we say, float it over to them and say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just not feeling it anymore. I think it's time and nothing that you wouldn't want him to hear himself. And that way, the people who you care about having a good per, like a good uh, view of you, I'm not articulating myself well. Those people know what the right. real story was, if that's going to help you feel more confident. But at the end of the day, no, of course you should break up with this guy. It doesn't matter really how you do it. Just do it. This, this guy sucks. He's freaky. Yes. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. So 
Bad yeah. news. Yes. Be, just prioritize your safety and don't care about his feelings at all because they don't think they matter. Sorry. Yeah. At the beginning, I was going to say be sensitive, but like. I don't think, I don't think, don't be antagonistic. Like don't no. poke at him, but I don't think you need to like, so, like, I think you just need to break up with him as like, it's almost like the nooch thing of like, just don't give him that much to react to, yeah. you know? Just, yeah. And do it in a semi-public place is probably yeah. the best. That keeps the reactions to a minimum. Some people say that's unfair, but I think in this case, it's like what you have to do. Yes. He's going to yell at you and accuse you of things you didn't do. Yes. Yeah. wrong to break up with somebody in a public place i see that in like movies all the time with the girls like i think it's how dare up. you i think if i think in a situation where you are concerned about safety it's 100 percent fine otherwise i think it's fucked up yeah. maybe like a park is fine That's but like i'm saying like maybe not a quiet restaurant i think a restaurant or bar is super fucked just a up. place where like somebody somewhere can see you don't do it in like a car with him. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> or like not, a house. And not to like think worst case scenario. I'm thinking he's he's not going to hurt you. He's just going to like sit there and yell at you for fucking two hours. Right. Like you don't want that to happen. Just be somewhere public where yeah. you can walk away. I think a park is fine. I think you're allowed to break up with someone in a park. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. So first of all, love you two to death. Okay. Second of all, I promised my sister if I ever called in that I would give her a shout out because we both religiously listen to the podcast Hi. and none of us ever call in because we don't have anything to call in about. But finally, I'm calling in. So shout out to my sister. Okay, you guys, I want to remain anonymous on this because it's literally so embarrassing, but there's no other way to say this other than to say it. I'm in love with a sexy rabbi. <laughs> know what to do about it you guys to be fair he is a rabbi student he's not like a full rabbi yet but he is so fucking hot you guys he's so hot and if you've ever seen second season of fleabag like when she fucks the priest you guys i don't know what that show did to my psyche but something has been unlocked within me like i just think this man is so stunning and i don't know if it's because he's hot or because he's like off limits i'm just like obsessed with this man like i haven't had a crush this big since i was like 22 like i just i'm so excited by the way i'm 28 for context and he's 32 okay anyways my question is logistical first of all like talia i don't know if you know the answer to this but like can a rabbi student in training date non-jews or like is it just like off limits like should i just like banish the thoughts like should it just not be in my head Uh, period he's in the conservative sect i don't know if that like makes any difference um but like Someone please just put me out of my fucking misery. Like unshackle me and just tell me it's just not possible. Just tell me to my face. Okay. And then second of all, like, here's my other question. So we've had a few like conversations out in the hall, in the laundry room, you know, hee 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 hoo hoo, a little flirty, 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 hee hee like type of conversations. Like there's definitely like some flirtation going on, but I can't tell if it's just like friendly flirting, you know, but he said like, oh yeah, like we should hang out. Like I'll stop by, I'll knock on your door. He hasn't, but he said it. And so my friend told me to ask him to this play to be like, oh, I have an extra ticket to this play. Do you want to go with me? Because it's about Israeli and they were like oh he's gonna love this like musical thing so today I like ran into him in the hall accidentally on purpose and I was like oh my god I have an extra ticket to this play like do you want to come like it's about Israelis like da 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 and he at first I was like do you want to come to this play with me I have an extra ticket and he was kind of like oh yeah like what's what is it and I was like oh it's this play and he was like oh I've already seen that and I was like oh really he's like yeah and I was like oh is it good and he was like yeah and then basically he just was i was like oh my god it's bad he's like no no it's not it's not that bad it's just it's definitely not winning top 10 musicals of the year so basically like we ended it with him being like okay like let's we'll talk about this we'll talk about it's it's, it's not that bad it's not that bad let's talk about it but basically like i feel like it was a very gentle 
rejection. I do believe him that he's seen the play and I do think he has like much more harsh tastes about plays and musicals and things because he's like an actor professionally. So I feel like, you know, the rest of us plebes might like a musical, but he's like, this sucks or whatever. So I do believe him. But I also feel like if you liked me, you would say yes to this. So I kind of feel like this is just like an obvious sign that like he just clearly doesn't like you. And like, you know, he might want to hang out friendly wise, but like he's definitely not into you because if I were into someone, I would just go with him to a play I fucking hate. I don't care. Um, anyways, so I'm just like, should I just drop it is my question. Should I just fucking drop this? Are all the signs like, first of all, he can't even date you. And second of all, like he's not into you if like he's not even trying to see a play that he's already seen with you. Okay, that's all my questions. Love you two both. Parentheses bear. Okay. Obsessed. Love you. Love you a ton. Um, so excited. I love. Okay. So a couple main things. The best part about being Jewish is that you totally can't have a flea bag situation and it's not a taboo. It's. Yeah. The rabbi's um, date. Yeah. They're the clergy members. Clergy. Is it clergy. Clergy. Clergy members. Um, but I, they're not expected to. The, actually, a lot of in Orthodox communities, you have to be married to be a rabbi, I believe. Um, but interfaith you know, relationships are accepted. You can be, you can graduate rabbinical school um, in an interfaith relationship and become a rabbi. I believe though, that that's just for reform. I wouldn't know the, the logistics, but I know that here's what I will say. For a Jew who is intent on becoming a rabbi, who's this committed to the faith and, in the and also sect. in the conservative sect, regardless of the quote unquote rules, this person is going to expect to marry a Jewish woman. That's I'm I'm a reformed Jew. I had my bat mitzvah, but I don't I don't practice um, Torah study. I still expect to marry a Jewish man. And that is a huge deal breaker for me. So Jews want to be with other Jews and even down to like dating. I don't know how it would be for a rabbinical student, but I imagine this person feels that like being Jewish is a huge part of their life. So in order to really connect with a woman, that person might need to be Jewish. So don't be offended or upset if this person ultimately can't and like converting date you. Count? Yeah, no, they, they would you could convert. I'm saying, okay, you could definitely convert. Look, if you want to marry this guy, I'm gonna say, let's be real. There's a 90% chance you will be expected to convert. But I'm just talking about, we're thinking way ahead of the game here. What no, is his totally. mindset when yeah. talking to a non-Jewish woman? I'm sure he there's no rules against having sex with you. There's no rules against dating you. I'm sure that he is just thinking, you know, how can I connect with a person who's not Jewish when being Jewish is literally my entire life? He's studying to be a rabbi. Right. And even if like maybe if we do connect without her being Jewish, she will have to convert one day. So that's probably what he's thinking when it comes down to it. But um, so just know that like if you're going to marry the guy, you're going to convert. But it's not bad to convert. Welcome to the faith. It's it's a great it's a great time. Everyone loves it. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, in regards to this play and whatever, what do you think? I mean, I just think yeah, he's seen it before. Oh, if he saw it and he didn't like it, he's not going to want to go again. Yeah, like that I, has nothing to do with you. I also there's think, a lot of things. I also I think sit that through. there is a chance that you're. I think that there's also a chance that you, like you said, it's like the flea bag forbidden thing, and it's like that really builds it up all yeah. up in your head. I don't think you have all that much to lose. So I would say shoot a hard shot. Like, just be like, like go knock on his door or something. Like, I think that like you, 
you are clearly in a tizzy about all of this. We so have like, a crush. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. But like get rejected and move on or get laid and see where it goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that those are the two options. Yeah. And I think that like it's like you don't have that much to lose. And I think that like it's not he is, as far as I understand, allowed to date you and have sex with you at this point in his life. Yes, but there might be mental blockages to that. Sure. Like even, but you know. But what? this is my point is like, there's no hard like that. That that could be true of anyone that they have mental blocks around dating right. someone. So it's like, just shoot your shot and see what happens. Is yes, what I'm and saying. also it's kind of magical because it works out in such a way where if he does reject you, you can feasibly blame it on the fact that you're not Jewish and that's it. Like that could be the sure. absolute reason that he's rejecting you. Again, this I, I, like if you had a crush on some random reformed Jew. That wouldn't be a thing. But a guy who's studying to be a rabbi, it's probably pretty important to him that you're Jewish. So if you reject you, like blame the, it on that. The level between like reformed and orthodox. Yes, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's the level between because I don't I, I'm forgetting if there are sort of like there's tears. a zillion little tears yeah. in sex, I believe. But like if we're looking at a very broad view. Uh -huh. Yeah. But like even in my view to make the jump from reform to conservative is a big jump for some people. It's not. It depends on like would conservative be like like women have to wear skirts sort of thing like yeah I believe that's more of a orthodox gotcha take I know no like I know many I conservative just, I, practicing I, Jews who I, don't I haven't heard conservative as much as I've heard orthodox so I don't really know like what yeah. the terms of conservative are the way I view it in my mind uh -huh. and correct me well you don't have to correct me if I'm wrong I probably am wrong but this is my interpretation uh -huh. um the way I was raised I was reform. But even looking at other people who call themselves reform, I was like, you're a lot more practicing than I am or you're a lot less. So I went to a reform Jewish camp, which was like it really did. It broke down to like the amount of minutes a day that we prayed versus like the other camp that was more conservative that my other friends went to was like way, way more religious stuff. I gotcha. And they all kept kosher at the camp and blah, blah, blah. My gotcha. camp was kosher too, but they, these kids all kept kosher at home, which I didn't. A lot of them spoke Hebrew or went to Jewish day school, which I didn't. But a lot of them called themselves reform. So to them, it was like even less. I gotcha. Like, it just depends on who you are. But if you're call, if he calls himself conservative, probably means that he is kosher, planning on marrying a Jewish woman, going to, you know, study the Torah and like, you know, does he does he wear um, tzitzit? Does he have like a, like how Jewish is he? I don't know. But regardless, it's a really good problem to have because if he doesn't want to go on a date with you, once you go for the hard shoot your it's shot, it's not a personal rejection. You it's can a... totally feasibly. I would blame it on. Well, he's just <laughs> not he's like, looking for a Jew. What if he's, he's like, uh, just so you know, this isn't because you're not Jewish. I just don't like you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not talking to you. No, no, I, he's not going to say that. What if he like says that he's. <laughs> He like says, no, I'm I'm not I'm not into non-Jews. And then the next day he like brings a girl home who is like so very clearly not Jewish. That would suck. But just whatever. Get over it. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Next call. Fine. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Shout out to your sister. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat. It's gonna be Shabbat right now. That's why. We're recording. Okay. Hey guys, love the pod. Um, so here's my bitch. Um, I've been dating this guy for like two months now. And I really like him. Like we have so much in common. I have so much fun with him. He's really fucking hot, has a great job, just like perfect. Um, and I feel like I could actually see it going somewhere. 
but here's the issue. So the first time we had sex, it was quick. And I'm not talking like a minute quick. I'm talking like 10 seconds. Okay. And so like immediately after he was like, I'm so sorry. Like sometimes that happens in the beginning. Like it's the first time I was nervous. Um, and I was like, okay. So I sort of gave him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but that is not the case because it's literally happened every single time we've had sex since then. And like, he's good at other parts of sex. So I'm like, okay, like it kind of compensates, but not really. And at the end of the day, like, I just realized that it's kind of a deal breaker for me that the fact, like the fact that this man can't last for more than 10 seconds. Anyways, my question is, do I bring this up to him in a way um, saying that like, hey, this is something that you can like treat, there's options, you can try SSRIs, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm in med school, like I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Cause he can't last, you can fix it. So should I, should I bring it up and say it like that? Or should I just end things? Because I don't want to hurt his feelings and that's what I'm worried about um, if I bring it up. So I don't know. It's a shitty situation. Um, I just don't want to hurt his feelings. Okay, so do I break up with him? Or do I bring up a combo of like, let's try to fix this together? Let me know. Thanks. Definitely try to fix it before try you break to, try up. Try to fix it. Try to fix it. Try what do you say? You're, you're the man. I mean, I... It's interesting because I've never, like, I feel like the thing that I feel like you hear about, and I feel like I've in my life encountered more between like antidepressants and vaping. I feel like there's a lot more issues of getting, keeping it up than coming too fast. Yeah. I feel like in general um, that I hear about. So I feel like I have more knowledge for what how to handle those situations. But like the coming too fast is like, yeah, I got. I mean, I would say you said at the beginning like you love him and he's perfect. Did she say love? She really likes him. I would be like, you gotta t- try to treat it. You know, like I didn't realize. Yeah, it makes sense. You could take SSRIs or like, yeah, I'm sure there's treatments. I think there's like numbing lube or something. I don't know. Like, I would say just try to fix it first. But like, if it is like really important to you that he like is able to like fuck, then like. <laughs> you do need to try to fix it. And then if it's not fixable, I guess then you have to move on. Yeah. There's only so many times that can happen before you stop feeling very flattered, before you stop feeling like, oh, I'm just so hot. And it's actually- Is that like, like a straight guy thing? Like, do you feel like you've encountered that a lot? I ha- I had a problem with it once. Like that was like to the I point we could not have sex. Like it was like putting on the condom. It was like He that. would come from that? Oh my God. It was really bad. But at, at the very, the first one or two times, I was sort of like, I'm just that girl. And then it's like, no, you're not. You're, there's a problem. There's a serious That's problem. That's so crazy. But it's it's a medical problem just like any other. And the problem is, this is one of my big problems with men. I only have a few, famously. <laughs> but this is one of them. They will take forever to simply ask for medical help for their problem. They'll wait until half the hair has fallen off their head before they start thinking like, maybe I can take some preventative hair loss medication. No, it's so And then they true. just complain about being bald for the rest of their fucking lives. They you know, deal with the erectile dysfunction or the premature ejaculation. They start self-medicating with Viagra before you know what they're having a heart attack and that's it. It's just like, they don't go to the damn doctor and it's not, it's a pride thing or an ego thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, it really pisses me off. So 
forgive me if I'm not sympathetic enough to this. I think I've just dealt with it so much that I'm just like, yeah, of course you should fucking tell him, but I get that you love him. My first advice is no, don't break up with him. Not yet. A reason to break up with a guy is not the fact that he's coming fast. It's the fact that maybe after a bunch of times begging him to get help because you too deserve to have fun in intimacy yeah. and he doesn't, that's a reason to break I up I also with think him. utilize the fact that you're in med school. Like talk about it as a medical issue and not as a personal issue, I think. Yeah. So that it's less like, because I think it'll be hard for him if he's thinking like I'm letting her down. Yeah. Like I think it's like, cause it's like, obviously you want to get fucked, but it's also like, it's just like an objective, objective reality of like, Hey, you come like crazy fast. Like, yeah. and we both know that. And that's not about like you or me or like, that's not about me. It's about like, this is the thing you clearly deal with. And you said you've dealt with it before. So like, I know from school that like there yeah. are treatments. I think you should look into them. And then if he's like, I don't want to do that, then that's when you can be like, okay, well, I need to get fucked. So yeah. that's going to be an issue in our relationship. Exactly. But I think start off the conversation with you not being a part of it. Exactly. The reason you know? you're breaking up with him is not the fact that he has this little issue it's that's that he so won't do common. About it. That's so true. It's that he doesn't care enough about you to try. You know what I mean? That like showing a little bit of effort. May I, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to bring this up. I don't know if it's confidential, but I'll say this. I've, I've dealt with a guy before who had a terrible snoring problem and I really liked having sleepovers, but I could not deal with it. And I feel bad for saying this, but my dad snores a lot and to the point where like my mom cannot deal with it, but he won't go to a sleep apnea doctor. It's been 30 years. Yeah, It's just the pride of it. Like we'll not admit that it's that big of a deal. And the guy that I was seeing that I really liked dealt with it in a day, like went to a doctor, like made a doctor's appointment in a day. The minute that he heard that I was so, I could not sleep because wow. it's like, did they he care. get a solution that worked in one day? Yeah, like a machine. They, they, he went to the doctor and they started testing him for sleep apnea that day. What is sleep apnea? Do you know? I literally um, don't know what it is. I'm not familiar with the details of it. My example with that, I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble with my dad, but the example was that's how I knew that that guy really cared about my quality of sleep and my my totally. happiness and my quality of life. It's like it, maybe it's a little bit embarrassing to confront the fact that you have like a slight yeah. medical issue, even though it's so fucking common and it's not a problem. I but you care enough about me getting sleep or getting fucked or whatever that you're going to make this appointment today. That's amazing. Whereas my dad a, is just like, I think it's like a generational thing that's like going down and down because like that right because like my grandfather snores too yeah and my grandfather for like the entirety of my life has been like borderline deaf like yeah. cannot hear and refuses to get a hearing aid and claims like it's not that's that how bad. my grandma is and it's like it's like why are you it's I think it must be a generational thing and I think maybe it's there it does some people are still inheriting this yeah. like culturally but it's like this thing of like if you don't acknowledge your medical issue because it's not like a medical issue that's like causing pain or like causing life threatening. You know what I mean? Well, actually, but apparently snoring is really dangerous. I don't really understand why, but people say it's bad. But like breathing like, is important. Clearly yeah, breathing but it's is very like important. These like. What am I trying to say? Like they like these like mid-level. These are like clearly severe issues that they're right. not like life threatening and they're not painful. So like if I ignore them, then they're not real. And it's like but everyone else is dealing with them. Like right. my entire life I've had to deal with. You know, what I mean? your, your mom is. It's like. Just get a treatment. Right. Just get a treatment. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, it's not that my dad has a lack of thoughtfulness about my mom or my quality of sleep. It's the fact that like, I guess the guy that's younger than him that I'm talking about is a lot more evolved and is in a generation that cares more about other people maybe. I don't know. But 
the that's why I have very little sympathy for like 25 year olds who are going bald. If you're going to sit there and complain to me all fucking day long, I'm the one who has to hear constantly about how upset you are that it's you're going so bald. It's so easy to get and on it's Fast like, Ride. It's so easy. Finesse Ride or get a hair, get a hair um, installment, get a transplant or get, get a toupee. I don't care. But I saw, stop fucking wait, complaining. I saw a really crazy video about hair transplants. Something I didn't know about them. What? That they're dangerous? No. So like if you... And I need to like corroborate that this is true, but this, if this is real, like the world is about to be a really, like really crazy place. Yeah. So like it doesn't prevent hair loss. Like it just like, it just like, it just like, um, replaces the hair that's been lost. Right. So they take the hair from back here. Yeah. They put it here, but then you'll continue to lose hair here. So like in 20 years, we might have guys who have like full head of front hair and then nothing. So they'll have like bangs. I love that. <laughs> you know, there, I went to a party last night with my BF and there was a girl who had fake bangs and she took them off and showed everybody her bangs. I love when extensions. Chriselle does that on Selling Sunset. It always makes me happy. I was like, should I put this on my pussy? I think it would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what Do if you, I had like a little watching? curtain bang that you had to open? Have you been watching Naked Attraction? On, do you no. know what this it's on it's on Max. It's amazing. You should watch it. It's this British reality show where like it's a dating show where one person goes on and then there are five pods with people in them, yeah. naked ass, like bare ass naked people. And the first round, the door of the pod raises up to here and you can just see their legs and their genitals. And then they have to eliminate someone based on just the appearance of their legs and genitals. And then it raises up to here and they are like to here. And then they have to eliminate someone based on like their torso, legs and genitals. And then it raises up and they can see their full face and body. Then they eliminate someone based on face and body. Do you see their whole thing? You see everything. They do zoom ins. They're coming up. They're also like the host and the contestant are walking up being like, I don't like that vein. Like it's so specific. And then they speak and then someone gets eliminated based on the sound of their voice and what they said. And then, it, and then the person who's picking leaves the stage. They get bare ass naked. They come back and then they eliminate a final person and go on a date with the other person. It's so crazy like it's so crazy but sometimes and this is a, a thing people get eliminated for a lot of the time is like people have like the wildest pubes like not i'm not talking about ungrown like i'm not talking about unmanicured pubes like i don't care if you have a huge bush it's like that's hair i think that's normal right. like there was this one guy who had his pubes shaved into a perfect square i was like that's not gross. only eliminate him but like deport him like he can't <laughs> be in the country like that's fucked up like <laughs> That's like really fucked up. Like it's it's really strange. That has to be the most fucked up shape for pubes. A square. That's it's so like, unsettling. It was, it was really bad. It was really, really bad. And like this one guy, like I just, I I don't know why, but like, okay, like this, I found this so upsetting. This one guy, he got, he had a handlebar mustache. He was a gay guy and he got eliminated for his mustache. Like when his, when his face got revealed, the guy was like, I'm not into the mustache, eliminated him. The next season, they brought him back as the picker. Like he came back and he got to pick of five guys. And then at the end, when he comes out and he's naked to like acknowledge that he had been eliminated for his mustache, he had the shaved pubes. his pubes into a handlebar mustache. And I was like, that is the most upsetting thing I have seen in like, I hate that so much. <laughs> How did you happen upon the show? How did the person who came up with it happen upon it, there this? There are like hundreds of episodes of it and it's all on, it's British, first of all, which is like, of course, right. British TV shows are insane, but it's on Max and it's really worth watching. I'll have to check it out. I, I would really want to know if my, 
that's how I felt about like the matchmaker in here. Like when we were, we did a matchmakers podcast, I'm like obsessed with how would this person evaluate me? Like I want to be on the show like that. Totally. I want to know how people perceive me. Well, I think it's actually the one thing that's kind of satisfying about watching the show. Also, thank you for your call. We've clearly moved on from the call. Well, yeah, but, but what no. was the official advice? I don't even remember what the call was. <laughs> Coming early. Oh, I think we told her. You have to tell. Yeah, we told. We, we gave her. Advice. I think you need. You don't break up, but you need to tell him. But don't and come try in not with to, the medical thing first. Yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah. don't make it too like medically. Like no, don't make it know, like in the nurse's office. No, but like I said, don't make it about your dissatisfaction first. Make right. it about that. Hey, this is like a thing that you clearly are struggling. Right. With. Exactly. Okay. Wait. Back to naked attraction. The yeah. thing that I think is kind of amazing about when you watch it, and I feel like we talked about a similar notion before, but there's like. Because you're watching and you're also obviously evaluating these bodies and being like, oh, which one would I pick? Whatever, whatever. It shows you like and then like sometimes the person like wildly disagrees with you and they're like, ew, absolutely not that person. And you're like, wait, that's the hottest of the five people. Mm -hmm. It just shows you that like everyone does have a different opinion on bodies and attraction. And right. it's like there is very little like objective truth. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's nice to see. Yep. Yeah. Amen. There is very little objective truth. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Call in with your problems and your advice. And make sure oh, you do the phone call, your phone number, and I will. Well, yeah. while you do that, please, please, please leave us a five star review. Um, should we start? We should start thinking the five star reviewers. That would be a good. Oh, we should start doing that. that. Wait, I've do. been reading the Apple reviews on my like I was reading the other day on the train. The Apple reviews are so sweet. The Spotify reviews. I love that you guys are doing them. There's more of those. But the Apple reviews, you can write little messages with them and they're so nice. And our phone number is 929-269-4960. Um, but I saw another DM today about international callers. Thank you so much for wanting to call in. I think that second call that we got was that beautiful was quality. Yeah. That's for sure because somebody recorded a voice message and just sent it to us. So Which also, you, you don't have to be international to do that. We will accept calls that way always. Yeah. If you want to just record a voice memo and send it in, the only thing I will say about that is because there's not gonna be a time limit on that. Like the voice, like don't leave a 10 minute voice memo. Yeah. Let's still keep it to like two and a half minutes max. And um, just record the voice memo and then press share and email it to us at um, basictrainingpod at gmail.com. Basictrainingpod at gmail.com. We love um, you. We love you so much. Bye. Bye.